Shohei Otani watch rolls on for, uh, for yet another day. I am still all in on this thing. Matt Robinson here with you in the Tall Can Audio studio. I uh, hope you're having a great day so far. Thank you for checking out this edition of the podcast. Uh, give us a follow on social media at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod. All the usual stuff. You know you know how this goes. The Otani news is is still out there. It has not yet dropped for us. We're all just waiting on it and... And look, it, it, by all accounts, the longer this goes, the more I think the Blue Jays are in it. If he always thought he was going to be a Dodger, um, if he was always planning to go to the Dodgers, and the Dodgers made the best pitch, this would probably be over. But that has not happened yet. Doesn't mean for sure the Jays are getting him, but I think the longer this goes, the more it says uh, he's thinking about it. So we're going to get into all of that with our buddy Scott MacArthur. Been a couple of months since we we talked to him, so this seemed like a good time. Not many people have been uh, as up close around the Toronto Blue Jays as he has over the years. Uh, has a great podcast himself called Exit Philosophy. Uh, that's certainly worth checking out. We'll put the links in the uh, in the show notes so you can check that out for yourself. But wherever you're hearing this, uh, it's on there. Give it a search. Give it a follow. If you're uh, into baseball, uh, you'll really enjoy that. It's also on YouTube at youtube.com slash exit philosophy. So uh, we're going to talk to Scotty here in just one second. want to remind you that uh, in case you missed it, uh, earlier in the week, we had Lever Sage on the podcast. He, he was back in here. Uh, good to catch up with him. Had all kinds of uh, all kinds of sports news to talk about. We talked some Leafs and Sens and we talked some Otani with him. Uh, all kinds of stuff on the agenda over there. So uh, make sure you go back and check that out if you haven't done so yet. And uh, earlier in the week, Paul Romanuk was on here. Of course, legendary Canadian sports broadcast. We talked to him all about his new book, uh, this year's edition of Hockey Superstars Annual. Uh, great little stocking stuff for the links to that are in the show notes if you want to pick up the book. Certainly go back and check out the conversation if you haven't heard it yet. With all that out of the way, let's get right to it. Let's talk to Scotty Mack. Let's talk some baseball. Scott MacArthur, how are you doing today, my friend? Matthew, I'm well. How are you doing? Oh, man. I'm getting flashbacks here. I feel like I'm in trouble, about to get a lecture of some oh, kind or something. Oh, is this a dad? Only mom and dad called you Matthew? For the most part, the, yeah, that? yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, well, we don't know where this conversation's going, so you may end up in trouble. It I have be. absolutely no idea. Certainly could be. Um, look, I, I, there's a bunch of places we could start, uh, but I know uh, you and I were talking a little bit off air, and uh, and you happened to catch a little bit of our show last week uh, with our friend Lever Sage, and uh, and maybe you had something you wanted to offer him. So I want to just preface this by saying that Lieber Sage and I are two very different people. Ooh, boy, is that ever true. And, and we see the world differently. I like to consider myself as the one who sees it through the correct lens <laughs> and that Lee is the one who doesn't. Of course. But Lee and I, I, you know, Matt has told me here that you are somewhat under the weather today. Mm-hmm. That, that you may be undergoing a, a dental surgery. Yeah. And I hear that one of the great ways, um, and I'm not a dentist, and I won't pretend to play one <laughs> on the podcast, but I do have many, many dentist friends, countless, actually. It's kind of funny. But I, I do understand from some of those dentist friends that one of the, the ways that a root canal best heals quickly in this day and age is that if the dentist after the surgery sews someone's mouth shut oh well that's that's so um <laughs> you know i think that would be a benefit for lee and yeah. um for all of us really you know, maybe for all of us <laughs> yeah. but 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 that's not a good way uh for me to enter into a proposal uh as a san francisco 49ers fan that i have for 
Lee. And I listened to last week's episode with Lee, and this was before the 49ers went into Philadelphia and completely annihilated the Eagles. And I think you guys recorded before uh, the Cowboys on Thursday night That's of last right, yeah. week beat the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but it, using the um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend um, motto, Lee, I would like to propose an alliance. Mm. Uh, and this alliance is not going to last. <laughs> this is not going potentially even beyond this weekend. But Lee, I heard you ruminate last week <laughs> about the most valuable player qualifications for your team's quarterback, Dak Prescott, that he, in fact, put up the best passer rating of any quarterback in an individual game in years upon years upon years upon years on Thanksgiving Thursday. I noted, and I don't want to digress too far, but I noted that you, while mentioning Thanksgiving Thursday, you neglected to mention that Dak did this against the Washington Commanders, mm. who by anyone's reasonable definition, uh, are a horrifically bad football team and a completely compromised defense, given that they traded their two defensive ends to the San Francisco 49ers and Chicago Bears ahead of the trade deadline. But that's an aside. <laughs> and I, again, I don't want this to go off the rails because I'm trying to propose a, a, a temporary truce. I heard you wax poetically about the most valuable player qualifications of your quarterback, Dak Prescott. And given the records of the concerned teams in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles being 10 and two, my San Francisco 49ers being nine and three and Lee, your Dallas Cowboys being nine and three, it would behoove the Cowboys to beat the Eagles in Dallas on Sunday, and it would be helpful to the 49ers if your Cowboys would beat the Eagles on Sunday. So I am proposing a temporary alliance here, <laughs> and what I have to offer you is if Dak Prescott plays well and the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Sunday, I will publicly stop advocating for Brock Purdy's name to be mentioned in the most valuable player oh conversation. My. Wow. And I will come over to your side in support of Dak Prescott. I've got bigger fish to fry here. <laughs> I think Brock Purdy is going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. I don't care about the MVP <laughs> of the league. He could be the MVP of the Super Bowl. I have bigger fish to fry. You need to fry the Eagles like my team did. And I think you would acknowledge Lever Sage. Right? Even if you're in a completely overwhelming stupor with anesthetic <laughs> and the fact that your mouth has been cut up six ways from Sunday, you would acknowledge that, well, the most valuable player award is not solely tied to team victories. It would be difficult to justify arguing in favor for Dak Prescott or in favor of Dak Prescott if he were to have lost 
to the 49ers by 32 points, which he did, Mm. and lost both of his games to the Philadelphia Eagles. You can't be 0-3 against the top two other teams in your own conference and expect to be the MVP. No. So go and beat Philadelphia, and I will step away from the MVP conversation and I will thank you, provided my 49ers get the job done against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Sunday afternoon, for helping my team step up into the number one seed in the conference. Because we need to win, the 49ers do, and we need the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. This is an uncomfortable alliance. It is an uncomfortable proposal for me to make. But Lever Sage, I hope, because I also heard you last week, compliment the Toronto Maple Leafs in some weirdly backhanded way. And I heard you say nice things about CM Punk. So I'm willing to be less rigid with you and find a happy medium here. And I hope you accept my proposal. Understanding, as I do, that one cannot sign a binding contract when in a stupor. That said, I still hope you come around to my side. Lee, let's shake hands as best we can virtually here. And that's my proposal. I I think it's nice, Scotty, that you're letting him off the hook that his stupor is only because of the anesthetic. It's it's not a day-to-day thing that he walks around in. (laughs) Also, it's the Christmas season. You know, and quite frankly, it's time to be jolly, to be nice, to reflect on the year that was, thank goodness the world's not a mess, <laughs> and um, and and really just make an effort to reach out to people who, for reasons that may never go explained, um, see the sports world in a in a different way that doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's time to try to bring people together, and that's that's really all I'm here for, Matt. Okay, well that's what we're here for as well, Scotty. We want to hear your view of the sports world. And we chose this afternoon to talk because it was the day after winter meetings in baseball. And I expected there would be news. I didn't know what that news might be. I expect, and it's not that there's been no news, but the news is still not done. And we are waiting on Shohei Otani to make a decision about, uh, you know, about, what he's going to do with the next 10 or 12 years of his life and whether or not it might be done in, uh, here in Canada. And I'm just, I'm, I got a few different questions for you, but maybe before we get too deep into it, I'm wondering when we headed into this off season, did you expect that the Blue Jays would be in the mix here? Or are you as surprised as the rest of us that they have gone this far down the road? Okay. So, and I, 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 really have to learn not to digress as much as I do, or that if I'm going to digress a lot, it not take me as long to get through <laughs> my point. I think Lee put me in my place last time I was on. When he, Will you just say it? <laughs> anyway, because uh, I was going back on, I, I was very proud of that beer creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> yes. jersey comment I made. Um, still patting myself on the back for that. Yeah. Too bad I got a bad shoulder. I might dislocate it. But, um, but so I, before I answer your question about the Blue Jays being, uh, or my surprise at their involvement here, 
I, I am not actually personally hanging on every moment of this. I find this to be extremely protracted. And, and, and when I say this, Shohei Otani is well within his rights to take as long as he wants. Mm-hmm. This, is not, this is not me calling on Shohei Otani to make a decision because I need, I need a dopamine rush. Like, that, that, that's, that's not it. But I find baseball's offseason to be terminally protracted, and as a result, um, and maybe it's just me with you know a few more strands of gray hair, and you know I have to be clean shaven now because almost half of my <laughs> facial hair is white. Um, I just don't. I'm just not in on it. All the, like I just can't. Can we just do this? Like I. Baseball, please. You know, you disappear from me for a month. Then a bunch of owners show up and general managers show up in a city-style hotel in one of your uh, choice locations across the United States each and every year, and stuff's supposed to happen. And then it doesn't. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, just let me know when he signs. Right. That's my digression. Well, whereas whereas I'm hitting refresh every minute and a half on Twitter trying to get any update at all, I am hooked on this. You know, and maybe it's just also, um, I I don't want to say it's like I'm I'm getting into the or entering the get off my lawn period of my life here. (laughs) But like a lot lot of my life has changed. I'm sort of back to being a sports fan more than I am like counting on sports to help me make a living. Sure. And stuff. So I'm far more picky and choosy about what I want to pay attention to. And having covered these meetings and having covered baseball off seasons, I think I'm just like over it. Like the yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. You know, the the towel is wrung out, um, and the blood in the water is all over the floor. But but so so to the Blue Jays, Richard Griffin and I did our most recent exit philosophy episode on Monday. And he agreed, like we were both still in the Shohei, show us camp, which which is Shohei Otani is going to be a Los Angeles Dodger and he's leveraging the Blue Jays and maybe the Cubs and Giants or whoever else. Hmm. Um, And ultimately, when Penn hits paper, it will be in in L.A. I'm less convinced of that now. but as I say, I've got a foot out the door. I'm not like I haven't left the Dodgers tent in terms right. of thinking that it's going to be the Dodgers. But I'm but I'm less convinced. I still think it's more likely and, than not the Dodgers. But he didn't fly to Dunedin because he's trying but, to drive the price. But up. here's the thing, Matt. You and I can talk about this. A thousand other podcasts can. Uh, traditional radio stations, to the extent the extent they still exist, yes. um, are 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 allowed to talk about this. Here's what I know. There's one thing I know. You don't know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. And nobody else except for the people in the room knows. So where are we right now? Is Shohei Otani still in the process of making a decision? Or has Shohei Otani made his decision, and now the nuances and details of the contract are being drawn up? Because if the decision's been made, remember, there are to be no leaks here. Yeah. Because there's no there's no contract until it's signed, right? And mm-hmm. so if leaks get out, 
Well, that could be held against an organization and Shohei could pivot. So I'm saying, what if he has decided? And now it's just, okay, it's going to take a little while here to, it's not just the money, it's the amenities and it's the this and the that. The and it's the, and the, uh, the health it's the stuff. Op, but it's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the, okay, Shohei, um, I don't know if Shohei's parents live in Japan or if they've if they've moved across the Pacific Ocean or not. But like, just pretend that they do live in Japan. Okay, so um, how many times are uh, or is the team that he signs with going to fly his family over right. and back? Right. You know, sort of like just details like that that might be outside the strict baseball realm. And so if if we're into the point now where we're just sitting and waiting while the nuances of the contract get 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 ironed out, um, then that's really fascinating. Because if that's the case, Matt, Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins, as you and I are sitting here talking on Wednesday afternoon, and we better date stamp this oh, thing yeah. because is it Wednesday or Thursday? See, I don't even know the day of the week. It's, <laughs> it's Thursday, Thursday right? afternoon. Is yes. it Thursday? Yes. Yeah. See, so that's where my head's at. <laughs> God, I want to. I want to be. I want to be in agreement with Lever Sage. That should tell you where my head's at, and I don't even know the day of the week. That should tell you where my yeah, head's speaking at. Speaking of stupors, um, I'm at this point. I'm clinical, um, and I don't even drink beer that tastes like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cream school jerseys. Um, so, so like that's where we are. Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro might, in fact, know. Yep. You know that they're not just sitting around waiting for a yes or a no from Shohei. They might have gotten the yes. And now the contract's being hammered out, the fine details, or they've been told no. And, okay, the fact that the Jays haven't pivoted, you know, Juan Soto got traded to the New York Yankees, Jamer Candelario signed a three-year contract with the Cincinnati Reds. The fact that there has been no pivot Mm -hmm. at this point, and not that the Jays necessarily would make a snap of the fingers pivot that quickly but the fact that there's not really been anything else man this is this is we haven't seen the dodgers pivot either right so well uh, that's right yeah and i and the dodgers are a better team than the blue jays true um but yes i mean i mean this is a it's a big deal and if you're a blue jays the only thing i would say to jays fans we get into this i should let you talk at some point is (laughs) Is it is not the front as much as I don't like these guys. It is not the front office's fault if they don't land no, Otani. No, Otani's a free agent. He gets to choose. Yeah, it. It. I think I agree, or I know I agree with that. It's like this. This management group, by all accounts, has done everything they can. They're showing off the uh, the the Dunedin complex. They're they're like they're not still in it unless they've already shown that they'll go penny for penny. You know, in in the bidding war. Um, if he just decides I'm happy in Southern California, there's really not much more that Shapiro and Atkins could have done about that. I know fans are mad at them right now. Didn't like the press conferences. Didn't like the way the season ended, all these sorts of things. This is only in their control to, right. to such an extent, right? Like it, there's only so much they can do. So, yeah. And just on Otani, um, you know, cause the, the comp and I, I've done this a lot, but the comp is Babe Ruth, right? Yeah. So, Otani's obviously not going to pitch in 2024 and he's had a, an elbow procedure done. Now he had a Tommy John procedure when he was younger. We don't know actually if he's had a second Tommy John procedure, but what we do know is there has been some sort of surgery on that UCL tear in his elbow. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll presume, for the sake of this conversation, that he will return to the mound in 2025. And there isn't a long history of success for pitchers who come back from a second Tommy John, but the surgery evolves, medical procedures evolve, rehab evolves. Maybe maybe there's a chance here. But I, th- th- even if he doesn't pitch, you know, you can stash him in the outfield. He's a pretty good athlete, and he's still young. Um. But that said, like, Otani for me isn't necessarily Babe Ruth. Because when Babe Ruth got to the Yankees, he stopped pitching. Like, Shohei Otani is by OPS plus, or was by OPS plus, the best hitter in Major League Baseball this past season. I know he went out in early September. Yep. And was one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. I mean, this this guy is almost unbelievable, except for the fact that we're watching him, which makes it believable. Right. Like, you can't, you know, Babe Ruth won 20 games twice with the Boston Red Sox and, and, and pitched through the, the, late, the latter half of the 19-teens before being sold to the Yankees um, and like maybe had one or two pitching appearances for the Yankees through his entire time there. Um, Otani, Otani has been at the top of his class, both as an offensive player and as a pitcher. It, we, we've never seen anything like it. So I won't say that he's better than Babe Ruth and I won't say that he's worse than Babe Ruth, but I will offer that he's different yeah, than he, Babe Ruth. Yeah. Smokes way less. It may not actually be a. It may not be a credit enough to Otani to just directly compare him to Babe, which sounds insane, right? And I don't know the day of the week, and I want to be friends with Lee Versage, (laughs) so maybe this is, you know, third times a charm, and I'm just like it. It happens in threes, and I've gone completely nuts, right? But like that's the context for Shohei Otani. He is unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, and. Like everything about it, the, the the global superstar that he is, right? The the entourage that he brings around, on top of his actual ability, and I, I I'm curious, like what you think? You know, you mentioned there's not a long track record for double Tommy Johns, if that's what's happened here uh, of of success afterwards. How much? Like, obviously, the Jays should try to do this, but how much risk is there in giving a guy? Uh, whatever, if it's going to be $50 million per season over 12 years or, or whatever it turns out to be, who can only hit for you? Like, at, at that point, is there room for regret here? Like, is is there a chance this goes poorly? Well, I guess, but <laughs> why not? If he's not going to pitch again, you can put him in right field. Pretty expensive right fielder. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, the top players in the game are up in the thirty-five to yep. forty million dollar a year range, and that's only going up. Yeah, and Rogers like, has the money. Well, I I know it. I I send it to like, them. What month. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is you know, for for what he brings offensively, um, he's way up. Yeah. In you know, if he's a six war player offensively, you know, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Uh totally up on what the value of one win above replacement is today, but a few years ago it was $8 million. Right. 
So if he's a six-win offensive player, six times eight, and I'm again, I'm using a a, a dollar figure that is dated, mm-hmm. so it might even be higher now. But six times eight is forty-eight million dollars, right? You know, like Mike Trout when he was in his pre-arbitration eligible years was, you know, making a million bucks or 800,000 or whatever the hell he was. And he was producing like a $70 million player, (laughs) you know? So if, if Otani, if Otani stays as good as he is offensively, and there's no reason to believe that he won't or can't, um, in the worst case scenario, you DH him here and there, but you can also, you also put him in the outfield. He can play a pretty good outfield for you, a corner outfield for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think there's a, I, I think there's a ton of potential ways to find value. I mean, there's this is this is somebody who can literally do everything, right? Right, and 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 you understand when you do this because he's into his later twenties now. You understand that the eleventh and twelfth years of a twelve-year contract, or the ninth and tenth years of a ten-year contract, aren't going to be great. No, you know he's going to be old. Yep. And nobody's that we know of. It, it, well, I should, I should I should be careful with this, but 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 we don't believe anybody is using steroids the way that or or some of the creams and the clears and the stuff that was going on that turned forty year old athletes like Roger Clemens and and Barry Bonds into guys in their primes back in the day. So there will be regression, and you understand you're probably going to have that Albert Pujols at the end of his Angels contract esque performance sort of thing but like who's to say Shohei Otani isn't a 39 year old first baseman who's got a little bit left in his bat I mean I don't I don't know that's so far down the road and why would Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins even worry about that because they're not likely to be here although (laughs) you know they are eight years in so maybe (laughs) they're going to get to 16 and 24 I mean who who the hell knows at this point but you know I this is a move this is a move you got to make and um it's hard to look around, Matt. Uh, not that I was ever enthralled with a, like a Jamer Candelario, who is a worse player than Matt Chapman at third base. Um, it, Soto's a Yankee, so that's no longer a potential trade option with the Padres. Like it's hard to look around and see ways that this team can get appreciably better externally uh, if Otani is a miss. You know, you you absolutely need more internally from people like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Dalton Varsho and Alejandro Kirk. Um, if you don't land Otani, um, unless there's a blockbuster trade that I haven't come up with in my head yet, I don't see uh, I don't see a lot of extreme external improvement. It's going to have to come a lot from within. Yeah, I, I've been wondering about that for the last couple of days, like. I said to you a few minutes ago, I came into this offseason assuming the Jays would make a phone call on Otani. They'd at least check in and, and do their diligence, but that they weren't likely to get too far down that road, that that he was unlikely to be interested in coming here. And now all of a sudden you hear that they're in the mix. And, and like you said, it is possible that they're just being used for leverage, but it, I don't feel right now like that's what's happening. But Correct. once you come out of this if you don't get him I don't know how you manage the disappointment in a fan base that's already disappointed in you coming out of the season and into the the, the playoffs and the, like we said the press conferences like 
it, it's odd that we've gotten to this point with this much excitement and and founded excitement. Like it's totally reasonable for Jays fans to hear that they're in on this and and start to want it really bad. But a month ago, two weeks ago, whatever it would have been, we never thought this was even a possibility. And now it's going to be pretty devastating if it doesn't happen. I, I think that's going to be a difficult, you know, line for, for this sure. management group to to walk here. Right. Yes, but I mean. Think back, Matt, to the entirety of your sports fandom. You a, lot know, of, a lot of losses in there. I don't like to you and I have it. never seen the Toronto Maple Leafs win a Stanley Cup. No, you and I were in our because we're about the same age. Yeah, you and I were in our early twenties the last time the Maple Leafs were in an Eastern Conference final. Yep. Um. I and you and I were both uh, in our twenties. The only time the modern day Ottawa Senators mm-hmm. were in a Stanley Cup final, like we were still, you know, now like we wake up and it's like, well, why does my back hurt and why is my shoulder <laughs> falling off and I'm forty four? Yeah. Like, when did that happen? Yeah, um, it happens fast. But if you look back at the totality of your sports fandom, Maple Leafs, the Blue Jays, it's been thirty years since they won a World Series. For me, as a diehard. Uh, San Francisco 49ers fan for their storied history that is often talked about. Well, it's been almost 30 years. It will be 29 years ago in January that they last won the Super Bowl, you know? And so um, we're getting up what Super Bowl 58 is coming up in, in February. The last Super Bowl my 49ers won was Super Bowl 29. Right. So the five Super Bowls the 49ers won were within the first half of the totality of the Super Bowls that have now happened. Yes. Five of the first 29, zero of the next 28. You know, so sports fandom on the whole often ends in sadness. Sometimes it's <laughs> legitimate heart. It, yes, it does. It, it, sometimes it's legitimate heartbreak because it's a stunning moment where a an overtime goal is scored against your team or, um, you know, think of the Penguins beating the Senators in game seven of the Eastern Conference final six years ago or whatever it was when Eric Carlson played on one and a half feet, some of the best hockey you'll ever see, you know, or it kind of flames out because you've got a really bad team that you cheer for that year and they've just lost their 51st regulation time game and you're like, thank God this season's <laughs> over. I, I emotionally deta- I kept watching, but I was emotionally detached to Christmas. Right. You know, so... So it, it often ends, we very rarely see our teams achieve. And it's no different than that with signings and trades and different things. And I this is very different than the U Darvish hype of 11 or 12 years mm-hmm. ago. So back then, and it's changed now, there's more power to the player now. But back then, with, with Japanese players coming over, the Japanese players who were still under contract, to their Japanese league team. Um, Back then, teams would post blindly. So you'd throw $10 million or $20 million, and it would be sort of like a blind auction. Yeah, silent auction. And And the team that bid the highest would then have exclusive negotiating rights with the, they would, they would pay the, the players Japanese team and they would then, um, have exclusive negotiating rights. And, and the Texas Rangers bid the highest for you, Darvish, and he became a Texas Ranger. Right. That's not what's happening here, 
obviously. This is Shohei Otani gets to choose. So back then, which I think was the winter before the trades with the Miami Marlins and, and New York Mets to get Burley and Reyes oh, yeah, and Josh yeah. Johnson and R.A. Dickey and all that, it was the year before that, so probably a dozen years ago. So back then you could say, well, the Jays are cheap. They didn't get involved in uh, getting the best player in Japan right now, a pitcher who could pitch at the front of their rotation in the post-Roy Halliday era. How could they not? And there was all this talk about, well, the Jays are in and da-da-da-da-da. And I remember the anger and the disappointment. And that's a legitimate anger because our team's cheap. This is, we're doing all we can. But Shohei Otani chose another team. Right. If that's how it plays out. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of resent you at the moment, Matt, for making me defend <laughs> Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins. But as I've always said, I'm in my opinion, fair. And it is, you know, if they gave their best effort, which it certainly appears they're doing, and they're following Shohei's and Shohei's agents' rules for not leaking and not divulging and da-da-da-da-da, they're doing what they can. And, and if we are terminally online, as we are in this day and age, especially as sports fans, and following every single update, and just like, you know, to use a, a a metaphor here, like just, I don't even know if it's a metaphor. I might have the wrong word. An analogy might be more appropriate. But like, if I've got Ken Rosenthal's tweets, am I still allowed to call them tweets? Sure. Um, um, if I've got Ken Rosenthal's tweets hooked up to a line um, with a pick, you know, in 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 my arm just feeding me dopamine every time Ken Rosenthal hits send and I'm just riding this all day, baby. You know, it's never like the first high. It's never like the first high. And, and so I'm, I like, I caution, um, the higher you get with this, the greater the crash is going to be. And actually the higher you get with this, the less high, the signing is going to be because you've been riding that wave. I say just roll with it. And if Otani ends up a Toronto Blue Jay, it's one of the most awesome moments outside of World Series championships and the bat flip and da-da-da in team history because it will be. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of you referenced there that uh, that they've been following his instructions to to keep her quiet, no leaks, and and I think a certain degree of that is is totally fair, but. There is a certain amount of now making these guys dance for you, right? You, that you've got uh, Ross Atkins not being able to make the, the press conference at the winter meetings, but he does a Zoom and he can't say where he is or why he's not there. But everyone knows maybe not exactly where he is, but why he's not there and, and he can't say so. And, you know, we saw the hoopla around Dave Roberts there and the, the Dodgers manager who said, yeah, we, we spoke to him. He's our highest priority. This is and and kind of get wrapped on the wrist over from the GM and the PR people. Like it's his decision. It's Shohei's decision to, to choose who he wants to choose and, and handle it how he wants to handle it. But there's a bit of uh, making some of these guys look kind of silly, isn't there? Well, it, yeah, I mean, uh, so I joked yesterday cause I was on with Lloydie and uh, Kenny walls and yeah, they poor Matt me. Hamer, <laughs> poor, poor Matt Hamer. Hamer is just, 
Matt, I, I swear to you, I love you, buddy, but I, I got to check in on the other Matt first if the Jays don't end up with Otani because I really think Hammer might actually just collapse on the floor and we got to get a spatula or a shovel and a wheelbarrow and just take him to the Queensway Carlton at the first opportunity. Right. Um, ER still work in this country, right? Some um, of them, yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, so but, but, you know, it's, it's, I joked yesterday on the on the radio station. I said, if the Jays get Otani and Dave Roberts is fired the next day as the Dodgers manager, we'll know how the Dodgers feel about it. Um, uh, but you know, it is like to me what Roberts said is completely innocuous. Yep. Like it's no secret that Otani is talking to teams. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think he's sitting around right now watching television, just being like, you know, ah, whatever. I'll get to it when it's I get a, to it. This is a half a billion dollar major life decision that is going to set me and my great, 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 great grandkids up. Although I should be careful with that because usually as money gets passed on through generations, it's 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 whittled away. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's setting, he's he's at least given himself in his next gen. Um, uh, a real good in- situation. Like he's talking to teams and, and he, you know, he's, n- he's not talking to the Kansas city Royals and the Pittsburgh pirates. Like it doesn't take an Einstein to figure out who the likely suitors are. And once it became clear from his camp that the Yankees and the Red Sox were not involved. Okay. So, you know, the Dodgers and he played, in Orange County, which is not L.A., but it is very close. Um, so he's set up down there. He knows doctors. He's got medical people, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the Pacific coast of the United States, so it is theoretically a uh, shorter flight back yeah. to Japan. Close whenever to Japan he does. as you're getting, yeah. It's as close to Japan as you're going to get. Um, I mean, maybe Seattle, but it's as close to Japan as you're going to get on, on the North American continent. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, maybe he likes that, maybe he doesn't. I, I just, you know, if, if Dave Roberts had come out or any Dodgers uh, front office member had come out and said, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're uh, negotiations are difficult and, and blah, 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 and gotten into like. We're fighting over the 11th and 12th years or specifics. Failed in the, shots over yeah. money or this or that. That's, that's, that's one thing to say, yeah, we've talked to him. I mean. Good Lord. I mean, and, and people are doing sleuthing. This this is the wonderful thing about the Internet. Maybe the one thing that's great about it and among the 25 that aren't. Um, like Jay's fan Jordan on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He tweeted um, that on. So, of course, Ross Atkins did his first media availability, as you mentioned, on Zoom on Monday afternoon. Well, Jays fan Jordan went to the flight logs and saw that on Sunday at 6 p.m. out of John Wayne Airport, which is in Orange County, Santa Ana, the hometown of Dave Steeb, nice, um, right next to Anaheim. Uh, I've flown in there when 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 I would go out there to to cover the Blue Jays series against the Angels. Uh, just way more convenient in terms of location and less insanity than LAX. Um, <laughs> You know that a, that a charter flight flew from uh, John Wayne Airport in Santa Ana to Clearwater, and that that same airplane on Monday afternoon at four o'clock flew from Clearwater back to John Wayne Airport, and about an hour after that, 
a charter flight flew from Clearwater to Nashville. Right. So presumably Ross Atkins and whoever else was on that flight. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff, that stuff gets sleuthed. There was, I believe it was last Friday, the Los Angeles Dodgers shut down um, all stadium tours of Dodger Stadium that day and closed their gift shop and essentially put a ring around, a force field around Dodger Stadium last Friday. Well, maybe Shohei Otani was touring the facilities. You know, like people have ways of finding things out that now that that they didn't and we didn't in 1988. And so, I mean, there's there's I I think probably from Otani's point of view is he understands that the magnitude of his decision. He understands the level of interest in him as this wonderful, unique really never seen before in our lifetimes athlete as it pertains to baseball. And he just doesn't want it to get out of hand, hair on fire, da-da-da-da-da. He wants to go through this process as seamlessly as a process involving a player like him in this situation can be. And and so I would hope you know, it'd be nice if he ends up as a Blue Jay, but I would like him to choose the Blue Jays because he wants to be a Blue Jay first and foremost, and they have the best pitch. Not because he's holding it against Dave Roberts, right. that Dave Roberts said, yeah, we talked to him. No. I... <laughs> like, yeah, we talked to him. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Matt, don't tell anybody, but we're we're talking yeah. right now. Keep her top secret there, uh, Scott. No? I, 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 I just, what do you make then of the, because... Uh, You've done the the talk show thing, trying to cover these things. You've you've done the reporter thing. Like you've been to these winter meetings and stuff. What do you make of some of the reporters then starting to get a little antsy about this? And I know you said you're not hitting refresh as often as I am. You're not living and dying on this thing. But we're seeing now some of these, uh, you know, columnists and whatever say that Shohei is robbing the sport of something, and you know this should be done more publicly, and people should. And I'm sort of left wondering what it is. We don't know about this negotiation that we do know about most free agent negotiations when insiders do get more information out of it. We normally know who they're talking to and, and we know that right now. I, there's, the, the, it's been said that they're killing the fun here. I'm, I'm having a blast. This is much, this is exciting. This reminds me of, of Kawhi in, in 2019 after winning and, and people again are finding his flights back and forth to LA and wondering if he's on it or if it's picking up his family to come make a big announcement here. Like, it's kind of goofy, but it's fun. Do you do you have any thoughts on why the media feels like is it them not getting as much access as they'd want? Like, why are we seeing this backlash? Well, because because we live in a world where, and I go to the gym. One of the ways I'm trying to get myself into a, a better place generally is I go to the gym every day, and. Um, uh, uh, never hear the TVs, obviously, but there are TVs all over the gym, including a massive one on the wall, like a massive, almost movie screen style. Nice. And the shows that I see, depending on the time of day I go to the gym, are either First Take or The Guy with No Sleeves. And, um, <laughs> and, and so we live in a world, and it didn't start yesterday, but we live in a world where we're talking about stuff 24-7. You know, it's just, we got to fill the time. Mm -hmm. 
and and we can't say for the 900th time that Shohei Otani is taking his time to make a decision um, and keep it interesting. And we've explored this from every angle. We've talked about what Otani could mean to a team. We've talked about why it might not be a good idea to sign Otani for certain teams if he can't pitch and maybe he'll never come back and second Tommy John surgery, never come back as a pitcher, blah, blah, blah. We've covered everything. Mm -hmm. We've covered all the angles of him as a player. We've talked about him as a person, the things he likes, the things he doesn't like, the way he wants things to be. He's a baseball nerd, this and that, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it all. So what are we going to talk about? Well, and we've talked about everything and it still hasn't happened. Now we're out of things to talk about. So we got to complain about the fact that really what we're complaining about is we got nothing to talk about. Right. Because he's just dragging this thing on in a 24-7 world where we're all looking for the dopamine rush. It's just like, get it in my veins, man. <laughs> like, that's what it is. And we don't even realize it because we've just sort of, you know, as individuals, we have all just... I mean, we live on this planet at this time in this society, and we all have phones. Like, Matt, think about it. I'm going off track here a little bit, but I'm, I'm trying to make a point. Like, you and I grew up when, at least I remember having rotary phones in my house. Yeah. And, and I remember not having an answering machine. Now, I was very young, but like four, five, six years old. Like, you know, if you were out and somebody called you, they're just going to keep calling every half hour until you pick up. Like, and uh, now it's like, you got to respond to a text or somebody's calling or, you know, like posting something on Instagram or TikTok or this, 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 like, I can't envision a world now without this phone that right. I'm actually holding right now as I talk to you. Right. And yet I lived in a world and our parents lived most of the, the majority of their lives. Uh, they might not even be able to remember it, but they lived the majority of their lives in a world without these phones, without this constant stream of information, without constantly having dopamine rushing through serotonin, friggin' uh, like... Scotty, cortis uh, I, I recently cortisol. talked to a buddy who went on a cruise and he said he was literally like having anxiety that there was no Wi-Fi for his phone to connect to. He's on vacation. He's supposed right. to be disconnecting. Right. He's in one of the most beautiful places in the world, right? Cruising around in the Caribbean and this great ship and everything. He goes, I keep reaching for my pocket and I didn't even bring my phone because I can't do anything with it, right? Like it's in my in our room, but I I got it. I got to know I, I, I'm disconnected. And he goes, after a couple of days, you get over it. But he goes, it was an addiction that I was yeah. fighting at that moment. It's, it's like crazy. Matt like, I don't, I, this is not like a judgmental topic I've brought up because I'm in it too. Like you wouldn't want to be in a room with me if you were looking to chill out and there's a 49ers game on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a good person in those three hours. <laughs> you know, I don't say anything inappropriate unless you consider swear words inappropriate. Right. But like, I'm not, I am, I am, I am standing upright. I am hunched over almost like a head coach who's lasered in on the big play coming up. I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm screaming, I'm swearing, I'm, I'm, I'm get it together defense for F's sake, blah, 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 blah. 
somebody step up and make a goddamn play, blah, blah, blah. Like all that's I'm crazy. So I, I, I have my own. Sure. We all do. too. But my point is, my point is, is like we build it. This gets also built up and it's just information, information, information. And, 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 you know, like it's, it's, if, if you didn't see first take on TV, you're getting a first take, um, clip on your social media feeds and somebody's saying something that you agree with, but it pisses you off or, or that you disagree with and you end up pissed off at them because you disagree with them and you don't. So it's just, it never ends. And, and I think, I think we're at a point here now where we don't even recognize that we live in an instant gratification world that is addicted to the next dopamine rush. It's like heroin. You always that first high. I've never done heroin, by the way, but but that first, but I, I've been told or I've read um, that that first high is what you then chase the rest of the time, and then you get addicted and you can't stop, and then and then and then and then you get sick if you try to stop. So you have to go back to it to ease the sickness. We're just chasing the next dopamine rush. What's the next piece of information? And people are getting pissed off. Whose job it is to report on this or to offer a hot take on this, that they're now out of things to talk about. So the only thing they can talk about is to essentially complain that it hasn't happened yet to give them the next thing to talk about because they feel pressure to provide you, the viewer or the listener, with the next dopamine rush because their job is to keep providing the dopamine. And that's it's not like, you know, people always say, ah, the media just complains or ah, this. that." No, no, no. They're essentially, in my opinion, expressing to you without saying it directly. They're laying it at Otani's feet that they are out of things to say and that he needs to make a decision so that they can then comment on the decision. That's really it. Yeah. No, I think there's there's something to that. There's frustration that this guy is handling the biggest decision of his life at his own pace, and we all want it right now, right? And Matt, he, he does not owe us that. It's, Matt, yeah. she's pregnant, you know, <laughs> and and the nine month mark and the due date hits, and the baby's one day late, two days late, and poor her, she is uncomfortable. Yep, she's in pain. This is a painful experience that she's about to go through. The most wonderful experience that she will go through once that little baby's in her arms. But it hurts right now, and she can't sleep, and she can't roll over. And this now it's day three. Now it's day four past the due date. When is the baby coming? <laughs> you know, and 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 that's where we are now. And it's just like, hold on a second. The baby will come when the baby is ready. And Shohei Otani who's making a massive decision for his life is not playing on yours or my timeline. And that might annoy us, but he doesn't owe us that. And he doesn't owe anybody that. And I, I, you know, it kind of runs counter because I sit here and I go, can we just, I'm, I actually say to myself, I just wish he'd sign so that it's done. Right. Not because, not because, you know, I can't wait to jump on with Rich Griffin and give my opinion on it. But it's just like I find myself being like, OK, everybody's getting antsy now. So we just can you just do this because I can't <laughs> handle the angst. 
But then I realized it's like, well, you know, if I had a decision like that in front of me, I would be doing my due diligence and taking the time. Yeah. Right. And 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 the insiders and the report and I, you know, there's certain people who I've seen uh, complaining about it. it's more the hot take artists than the actual reporters. True like enough. The people I go to, like Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passan or what have you. Like I'm more interested in what they have to say than Chris Russo. Yes. Um and 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 you know, typically they're angling with each other and 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 trying to be the one to break the story um but they understand uh, as hard at work i'm sure they're doing on this talking to people trying to figure out what what is actually going on they understand there's a cone of silence around this and and they might be on the outside of that bubble at this point so it's just it is what it is it's a very unique situation and it's being handled somewhat in a unique way so last thing for you then on on this whole story and i'm just curious what is how will this change if he were to decide to come to Toronto? How would this change the Blue Jays? What is the value proposition for Rogers in terms of attention? Like this guy has an entourage. He has a whole country that follows him. How does that impact, you know, what, what the perception of the Toronto Blue Jays are? And, and just in a general sense, like the way this whole thing is going to be viewed, should it play out the way, at least I'm hoping it will. Well, you're a big time you're a big time player now in, in major league baseball. Um, and I'm speaking specifically about the franchise and the on-field and as it relates to the on-field product. Um, and, and I would think, um, that, you know, an Otani signing and the dollar commitment that it would take, everything else has been factored in. Okay. So where are we with Bo Bichette? How do we feel about him? Where are we with Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? How do we feel about him? Um, you know, you're not bringing Shohei Otani in to then slash no. the equivalent of his annual salary in other spots so that you then have Otani and Nothing. essentially the Los Angeles Angels around him. Right. Um, not named Trout. <laughs> so, you you know, this this would then be a declaration that we're in. And... You know, as I've as I've also uh, said, what's happening inside Rogers Center right now is the second half of the uh, renovation. The first half was for the proletariat. You know, (laughs) go and go and drink beer and sit in the bleachers and then bounce around to different beer gardens and go down, take your take a uh, little Johnny and Susie over to the slide and do that for an inning and then peer in at the score and da, 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 da. This, this part of the renovation is for the bourgeois. Um, and, and so there's that element too, that this is a business decision that you want the fat cats, uh, the Bay street crowd that you're counting on the businesses who will schmooze clients by bringing them to seats behind home plate to watch Shohei Otani uh, up close and almost personal, that this is that sort of thing. And, and so there's, so there's that. And then I would imagine that there will be, uh, you know, I can't quantify this with a dollar figure, but I, I would assume that there would be some sort of tourism benefit in our nice weather months where, uh, some Japanese families who are thinking about a North American vacation and they, they love baseball or 
would would say, well, uh, Toronto is now on our list of destinations, whereas before it was maybe New York City and a couple of other stops or whatever the case may be. Well, we now we got to go to Canada. Now we got to go to Canada's biggest city. We got to go to Toronto and catch catch a baseball game, and that means something for the hotels, and that means something for a couple of restaurants as they go out to eat for a few nights. Like, there's just so many different things. And then for Shohei, I mean, he's kind of a quiet guy, but, I mean, who's to say that he's not pitching product? Yeah. That, you know, he will be highly sought after because we are a, you know, I live out here in Halifax, and I understand that to the extent there are diehard baseball fans out this way, there are maybe as many Boston Red Sox fans, just geography and the American channels that people got here uh, growing up. There are many Red Sox fans as Blue Jays, but generally I think it's fair to say you've got Victoria, B.C. in the west to St. John's, Newfoundland in the east to Akalawit, uh, Nunavut in the north. You've got an a, entire country uh, that will be hyped by this. I was out in Lloyd Minster, the border town, Alberta, Saskatchewan, doing an event with John Shannon and John Gibbons three months ago, and Gibby was the star attraction, and they are diehard Blue Jay fans out there. Um, And so, you know, this would really be an exciting thing, and and so I think it, it would vault the Blue Jays into, uh, if they haven't been perceived this way, uh, already, and we we have seen them be willing to spend more money in the last five years or so. But if it would vault them absolutely into the upper stratosphere of the top echelon teams, and I would assume, as I said off the top, that if Otani signs, they're not paring down in other areas to make that salary fit. They will be a luxury tax team. They will do so willingly. They will count on the renovations to draw in the offsetting revenue uh, to help pay, uh, not only for the team payroll, but into the payroll uh, luxury uh, tax uh, uh, that, 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 that will come with that. So, it, you know, th- this would be an announcement that we are here and don't work off the assumption that Bo Bichette's automatically gone in two years and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is gone in two years if Otani's it. This is a declaration that we mean A-list business if they bring him in. Yeah, it it makes no sense to bring in a Shohei Otani and then strip it down and and not try to win and and surround him with talent. And he would be looking for those assurances, right? I mean, I I just... Like, this thing's going to be loaded with opt-outs, right? Like, if... if Well, and I being Shohei, I'm going to look and say, yeah, so I just spent six years with the LA Angels. Yeah. And the arguably the two best players in the sport, Mike Trout and me, were on that team and we sucked. (laughs) Not not Mike and I, but we sucked as a team. I'm not looking to relive that in the prime years of my career here. So what's the plan? And, you know, that player development facility that the Jays renovated and and and, and created to the tune of $100 million down in Dunedin, that is absolutely state-of-the-art. I think it would impress uh, Otani, who it would seem uh, got a very good look at it on Monday morning if we trust uh, Jays fan Jordan's work on the on the flight paths. Yeah. And, and so... You know, um, and and how many jerseys can you sell in Japan? And you've probably got a Jay's TV right. deal over there. Like, there's this be big. Like, he's going to be hawking every Rogers product there is, or at least his face will be on every sure. Rogers billboard. This, like, this would be. 
this this would be unequivocally the biggest free agent signing in franchise history. You know, and there have been some good ones in the past. I can't think of anything else, Scotty, in in Toronto sports history that would match. But this. think of the people they've signed. Jay's specific. Like yeah. they signed Roger Clemens. Now he part of that was that Clemens didn't feel he could go from Boston directly to the New York Yankees, right. given the rivalry. And so he used the Blue Jays as a bridge and after two years forced his way to New York. But like that was a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was right around the time that Interbrew, as it was called then, was buying Labatt, which is essentially what sent the team into the Dark Ages. <laughs> um, because the Belgian beer company just didn't care about baseball and was agitated. And, and that's when it got bad. But, you know, Roger Clemens, um, you know, George Springer, in terms of dollar amount, was a was a big deal and was a sure. World Series champion player and still in his prime and da-da-da-da-da. So, I mean, they've proven that they can bring people to Toronto. But this is just, like, this is, there's been no NBA example. Kawhi Leonard was acquired in a trade and left it his first opportunity. Yeah, and you even know, then, to have him, he was elite. He was fantastic, but he wasn't LeBron, right? He wasn't the guy in the league. Like, well, no, but he also didn't come here by choice. No, I, I understand, right? You but, know, so so this would be not just we're paying you massive money for a long time. The, on the flip side of it is, I being Shohei, I'm choosing you. Yeah, John Tavares chose Toronto, but not right. not a top, top, you know, all-time player like a very good player happy to have him player but not that guy like and not and never once through no fault of his own but never once the best center on his team because austin matthews is a maple leaf right i i think back to like just anywhere in in toronto sports history i maybe maybe if wayne had come home when he tried to sign but his best days were behind him right gretzky at that point i i like if the leafs brought in Connor McDavid tomorrow. That's great. He's the best player in the world. He doesn't come with the same star power and attention that Shohei Otani does. Like this puts you on the map around the world. I just don't think Toronto's ever seen an athlete like Shohei Otani ever. Right. And I, and I would anticipate it it if if I wasn't as clear before, I would anticipate that it is essentially a declaration uh that we are comfortable uh, spending like George Steinbrenner's turn of the century Yankees, right? You know where we are going to uh, develop our own players and keep our own players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It is interesting, you know, that, that so many different ways that this could go. There's obviously they either get them or they don't, but all the ways it could go if they do get them, all the ways it could go if they don't. Um, but the fact that they're that the fact that they're they're in this chase to this extent is uh is meaningful yeah and and is obviously a reflection of a change in philosophy at the top of the company that Mm -hmm. owns the team i'm not uh much of a fan of edward rogers i am a fan of how he's treating his baseball team this week so uh (laughs) You know, and I'll just so I'll say this to be fair to Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins. I'm repeating myself, but like if they don't get them, remember it's the player's choice. Yep, hundred percent. All you can do is your best. This isn't this isn't the organization being too cheap at the time to make a legitimate bid for you, Darvish. 
This is like any other free agency experience. It is more up to the player than it is to the team. The team can want a guy. The team can do everything to lure the guy and the guy can choose someone else. And if that happens, um, well, they were in the game yep. and the disappointment, the lack of dopamine that we're craving <laughs> cannot result in, well, these guys are jerks. I can give you 10 reasons why they're jerks. Sure. This isn't one of them. Yeah. Ross Atkins was built for Shohei Otani's world where you don't say anything and you just refuse to answer questions and, and don't show any real human emotion of any kind. So, uh, this is the role he was born to play. I think, uh, I I've kept you a long time here, Scotty. I always appreciate you making the time for me and, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I, I, I have no idea. I still, like we talked about off the top, it seems more likely than not that he's a Dodger, but the Jays are, are in this and, and the, it's been a hell of a ride. Honestly, I, 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 like I said, I'm repeatedly plugging into this and checking on this maybe a little bit more than you are. Cause I'm just maybe looking for that, that hit, but, uh, I, it's, it's been fun. And it's, if like, like you sort of alluded to here a second ago, even if they don't get him, they have already announced that in the right circumstance for the right guy, they are in this and a superstar player views them as a, a player at this level. So right. nothing I, else I that's mean, reassuring. They've, they've also shown that with Springer, Gosman, yep. Bassett, you know, and not that they're any of those guys are at Otani's level, but they're paying nine figures on long-term contracts for guys now. And, and that's what you, as I say, owning a baseball team is very lucrative because these franchise values have never been higher and are only going higher, but it is also expensive. Yeah. If you want to compete, you've got to, you've got to pay when the players that you have drafted and developed get to a point where they start getting owed more. Or if you want to bring people in uh, who are free agents, you've got to, you've got to pony up. So uh, they're doing that. And I was just thinking as you were talking, Matt, like, you know, speaking personally, maybe one of the reasons why I'm just kind of like, let me know, let me know when it's done, is that I am so invested in the 49ers because I'm <laughs> such a diehard fan and they're so good this year that if the 49ers were a terrible team this year, I would not necessarily be as emotionally invested. I'd still watch, but, you know, I wouldn't have any expectations with them. And then maybe more of my sports attention would be locked in on the oh we got to get Otani we got to get Otani right so maybe that's part of it from a personal perspective too it's just where you are in your sports fandom and how your teams are are doing um, that 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 helps influence the way that we each as individuals divide our our attention to our teams and and what's going on. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you making the time. Tell the good listener uh, where they can find you and, and Griff and, and what you got going on there. Yeah, so Exit Philosophy uh, with Griff and Scotty Mack. You can get us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're listening to Tall Can Audio on Apple, Spotify, etc., etc., you can get us there, Exit Philosophy. And we also have a YouTube page, youtube.com slash Exit Philosophy. So if you're making dinner, kicking around the house, and you want to throw us up on your TV or on your laptop, you can look at our ugly mugs as we talk. <laughs> but one of the things about youtube.com slash exit philosophy that Griff and I really like is that we will go live uh, when there is breaking news. And so uh, we plan, um, and I've got some car travel 
early next week because I'm making my way back to the greater Toronto area for the holidays. Um, so I'll be on the road for a few days cause I'm driving back. But, um, if we're both available and most of the time we are, if Otani signs, especially with the Blue Jays, when Otani signs, you can probably get us live soon after youtube.com slash exit philosophy, uh, philosophy, please subscribe, like comment, and, uh, that'll get us into your algorithm. Uh, We'll make sure all the links are uh, are in the show notes here at talkinaudio.com or uh, in your podcast app, so you can check that out. And uh, Scotty, if you if you feel like a, a little side trip on your drive back, drop by the nation's capital. We'll buy you a beer. Appreciate your time, well, my man. Would love to. Uh, maybe potentially more likely on my way back out east <laughs> okay. after the holidays, but we'll we'll figure it out if we can make it work. And uh, Matt, whatever you can do to ensure that Lever Sage gets my proposal in due time and before Sunday's NFL action. Um, we will make it sure. Would be, it would be a fun response okay. to hear what he has to say. Thanks we, for this. We'll do it, and uh, thank you, Scotty. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, don't forget, like I said, Lever Sage is on the podcast this week. Paul Romanuk is on the podcast this week. If you haven't had a chance to check either of those out, uh, make sure you do so at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing me right now. Certainly worth your time there. Uh, thanks again for uh, listening to this edition of the podcast, getting your fill of the Shohei Otani talk, trying to cover it from all angles here. Good to get uh, Scotty Max take on it. That's where we'll wrap this up. My name is Matt Robinson. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal. Call the weekend guy. I don't care.